Welcome to Integrative Medicine Solutions with Forum Health, the podcast. Our nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers believe in a new standard of healthcare, one that creates optimal health by focusing on partnering with you, understanding your needs, learning about your unique health history, and getting to the root cause of your concerns. Using advanced testing, emerging therapies, and the latest technology, Forum Health providers are at the forefront of integrative and functional healthcare for all. Your journey to better health starts here. I'm Britt, a nutritionist. I'm here today to talk to you about healthy swaps in baking and cooking. Okay, so sugar, carbs, chemicals, all these things can hide in the ingredients of recipes. So the trick is learning how to be able to make those healthier swaps. Now, unfortunately, I wish I could show you guys all of these things. I don't have all these ingredients on hand, unfortunately. Um, so you're going to have to either look them up or, you know, look for them in your uh, grocery store. We're going to start with some of the baking swaps in the, the flour department, if you will. Uh, all of these are gluten-free. Every Everything I'm going to mention to you is gluten-free. So the first thing is substituting um, flour. Okay, so you could use coconut flour. Um, this is high in fiber. It's got some protein in it. Uh, it's obviously, with it being coconut, it's a healthy fat. Um, it is gluten-free, as I mentioned before. It's low in sugar. It has digestible carbohydrates. Um, it is low on the glycemic index scale, meaning it's not going to spike your blood sugar like flour would. Okay, so it is a one-to-one -one, uh, ratio. Flour, so if you find a recipe that takes a cup of flour, it would just be a cup of coconut flour. And that goes for all of these um, gluten-free substitutions I'm gonna mention. Almond flour is the next one. This is probably the one that personally I use the most. Um, I make almost every Sunday um, gluten-free pancakes. But the nice thing is not only are they gluten-free, they're also really low carbohydrate because I use almond flour. So it's, you know, it's a fat, not a carb. And so um, it's re really minimal ingredients. We're talking like a couple eggs, some vanilla extract, some almond flour. I put a little bit of uh, stevia in there. I'll get to that in just a minute when we talk about sugar subs. Um, and then sometimes I just add blueberries or paint or pancakes or a banana to the pancake as well to make it just a little sweeter just to give it a little fruit and it's delish so almond flour is made up of raw blanched almonds that are ground down and they're kind of put into this fine powder um let me see here so there's there's tons of other ones other nut flowers they've got chestnut hazelnut macadamia pistachio all of those can be found in the baking aisle in the gluten-free section you'll see like an area that's all reserved for the um the almond flour coconut flour gluten-free substitutions the other one would be tapioca flour uh, the starchiness of it makes a really good uh, gluten-free flour but it really should be used in combination with other um, flours because to, it kind of needs that consistency a little more. Um, but it's a, it's a good alternative to mix in there every now and again. You'll see tapioca flour in a lot of gluten-free products. Um, oat flour, so 
just what it sounds like. It's made out of oats. And you can buy this, but you can also make it if you just buy, you know, gluten-free oats. You can ground them down in your blender. I've done this a lot. Um, and the food processor or whatever, and you can make a fine powder out of it. And you can, there you go, you've got oat powder or oat flour. <laughs> a very similar taste to wheat flour. It's got a little bit more hardiness to it. Um, and that's why it is harder to find in the store and can be a little pricey. So I recommend just making your own, it's easier. So you could also use black beans in place of flour. Sounds kind of odd, but it does give you a little bit of extra protein. So what you would do is swap out a 15 ounce can of rinsed and drained black beans, and you wanna puree this, okay? And this would be in place of one cup of flour in like a brownies recipe, okay? So you've probably heard of people making black bean brownies. They do sound a little crazy, but they are really good. And what's nice is because the black beans, especially if they're coming from a can, they're wet, right? And so they have more of like that chewy, gooey consistency than some of the other dry flowers would. Um, so that is just something to try. Uh, quinoa in place of couscous, couscous does have gluten in it as well. Um, quinoa is a whole grain, it's a super food, okay? So there's one of those buzzwords, but it's really true, it's really good for you. And what I love about quinoa too is it is a seed, it's more of a seed than it is a grain. Uh, but as it's moving through the digestive tract, it actually pulls toxins um, from your digestive, digestive tract uh, and kind of hangs onto them before it's eliminated, right? So it's also got a really good dose of fiber in there too. Um, for pasta, you could always make, there's a couple swaps for this one, but um, spaghetti squash is a great alternative to pasta. To You can do it in the microwave, which is really easy. You can roast it in the oven. Uh, you kind of peel it apart with a fork, and then you get a really nice low-carb substitution for pasta. You can make it hot. You can make it cold. Um, you can put butter on it. You can do um, marinara and meatballs in there. I've done that one before. You can do it as like a Mexican style and make it more like um, with black beans and olives and onion and, you know, rotel tomatoes and uh, bake that for a little while in the oven. That's really delicious. Another option would be to do zoodles in place of pasta. So this would be zucchini noodles. Okay, so if you have a spiralizer, you can make your own obviously and, and buy just a zucchini and run it through the spiralizer. Um, otherwise, they actually do sell now in the um, pre-made or pre-diced up produce section, you can find spiralized butternut squash, spiralized sweet potato, and spiralized zucchini noodles. You do have to use them really quick though. They go bad fast. Um, I've even bought the day of gone to use it and it's been kind of sour. So you really want to make sure you're checking the dates and use it very quickly. Um, but really good alternative and sub for noodles as well. Another thing that you could use in place of pasta would be um, bonza, which is made out of um, chickpeas. And they also have one that's made out of lentils as well. These are also going to be down the gluten-free aisle or down the pasta section. It really depends on the store you're at, you guys. So I, you'll have to look for it. But it's in an orange box. It's called Bonza. They make um, 
the shells, they make the elbows, and they make the little spiralized ones too. Uh, so really great option for kids. Um, it is, like I said, made out of chickpeas. It is a pretty decent texture and flavor. Uh, and then of course you could add marinara sauce, um, meatballs, you know, whichever to that as well. Uh, another swap for like just talking about grains would be using lettuce wraps in place of tortillas. So, you know, tortillas obviously typically have flour in them. The corn ones are not always a great substitution. Corn can be very, very processed as well and be genetically modified. So it's not always an, a great sub. Um, so a lot of times I'll go for lettuce wraps and just buy like the big like green leaf lettuce or the butter lettuce, romaine, you know, something like that. You could use Swiss chard, something that's a nice big leaf that you could roll up or fill. Um, and you could do that, you know, load them up with your, whatever you would put on a regular taco, you know, black beans, tomatoes, organic cheese, sour cream, create, you know, or, or Greek yogurt. We'll talk about that. Uh, and that, that also gives it a nice crunch too, because the lettuce is, uh, has some firmness to it as well. Um, if you've got a pita tray, you know, you're doing hummus and stuff in that or some type of dip, um, veggies to swap out uh, instead of doing the pita is a great gluten-free substitution. You're still getting some crunch, you know, with that. And you could use fresh veggies like peppers, cucumbers, celery, carrots, broccoli, um, and dip in your favorite veggie dip or hummus. Um, when you're making a salad and you're looking for that extra crunch, you know, in the salad, instead of using croutons, um, do it, do nuts, you know, really great option to swap out and then you get a nice healthy dose of, of fats. Um, you could use slivered almonds, pecans, walnuts. Um, there's all kinds of different, you know, things you could do, even cashews every now and again I'll do. Um, so really delicious way to get that like extra crunch in your salad. Uh, if you're used to having um, some type of a, uh, breading on your foods, like your meat, your fish, you know, things like that, instead of using breadcrumbs, which typically, you know, it's the brands that are out there, the Panko and different things like that. Um, of course, first of all, it's going to be gluten, but also, you know, they've usually got a lot of fillers and, you know, there's seasonings and different things in there that aren't always the greatest. Um, so using grounds or milled flaxseed or even almond flour in place of the breadcrumbs is a great substitution as well. I do the almond flour personally. So just a quick, you know, trick and tip. I'll take, um, I buy those chicken strips, like the, the chicken breast strips, tenderloins, and they're raw, right? So I take them and I dip it in the egg and then I dip it in the um, almond flour and then I put it on the baking sheet and bake it for like 20, 25 minutes. And it is like so good. It tastes just like chicken tenders and I'll do buffalo sauce on it and like a healthy ranch dressing. Um, really, really good. So there is a way to still have that breading without it being inflammatory or contaminated with gluten too. Okay, moving on to sugar substitutions. So um, sugar is obviously something we want to avoid as much as possible. It is very inflammatory. It feeds cancer. It feeds inflammation. It's, you know, a lot of people find that the um, symptoms that they have or issues that they have are exacerbated when they when they take in sugar. So let's talk about some substitution. Um, so raw honey is just one substitution that I use occasionally. It is still technically glycemic, right? So it does still spike blood sugar. Um, so you wanna use it sparingly, okay? 
uh, but it does have some uh, potential health benefits as well. So things like um, warding off infections because honey is naturally antimicrobial. Uh, it actually provides some natural allergy relief. It helps to boost overall immunity. Um, so it, there are some some good benefits that come with that. You know, back in the day when they would do like the hot toddies, you know, when people were starting to feel sick and they would do like the raw honey and, and coat the throat with it and, and that type of thing when you felt like you were getting strapped. They were onto something, you know, there's a reason that they did that. Um, so it is, it does have to be raw, not like from the bear, okay, the little plastic bear one that's really, really processed. Um, so really go with the raw honey to get the health benefits and minimal use. Um, again, another one which does have a glycemic index, so you want to use sparingly would be 100% pure maple syrup and you just want to check your ingredients on this because you would be surprised when you turn over your syrup container how many extra things are in there. It should just be maple syrup. That should be all that's in there. Um, so it should be, you know, from the sap from the maple tree. And a lot of times, you know, they mix all these extra things in there that are, you know, really inflammatory and their chemicals, not good for the body. So really looking for that certified organic um, maple syrup. Organic dates, another one that do have a glycemic index, but it is a better version of sugar than refined white sugar. So you're going to get some sweet, you know, from this as well, especially when it comes to baking. A lot of people will use dates or use date sugar, uh, but this actually does have some health benefits as well. They've been known to um, decrease cholesterol, relieve constipation, and boost energy. So organic dates do have a place in a healthy lifestyle routine, uh, again, just minimally. Um, stevia, okay, so this is one that has really made it big in the last few years, I would say, uh, because of the fact that it is a very um, natural, comes from a, the leaf of a flowering plant, um, and it is, you know, there's no glycemic index with this one, so it's uh, diabetic friendly. So I have a little example here. I like the Sweet Leaf brand um, because it is non-GMO. There are, a lot of these are organic as well. Um, but I like this one because it's a little shaker. And so if I'm baking, so this is what I use for my pancakes, um, I can kind of shake it on there. They do make uh, little packets as well that you could use just to add into like your green tea um, or something throughout the day. You could also get this in a dropper form, a liquid form. And some people will buy the flavored kind and put it in coffee or in your yogurt. Um, and any of that is fine as well. Um, so yeah, especially good with people who have blood sugar issues, weight issues, diabetes, um, and again, no calories, really good sweetener. It does, for some people, they do claim that it has a little bit of an aftertaste, um, so you just got to try it. For me, I like it. A little bit goes a long way. I will say that. Um, coconut sugar, so I've got that one too. I use this in baking quite a bit. Okay, so it is the same you know, sugar ratio as a regular refined sugar. So that's the thing to know. This is not a low glycemic option, but it is a healthier option because it's going to have um, health benefits that a refined white sugar does not. So something like um, it's it's got potassium, it's got electrolytes, there are nutrients um, that come in this, whereas refined white sugar there's no health benefit there at all. Okay, so this is a better option and it it is technically, you know, slightly lower on the spiking of the glycemic index um, than say refined white sugar, but it is still sugar, okay?
Swerve. So this is something that was fairly new to me within the last couple of years. I actually had clients who were telling me about it. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I had to look it up. It's made um, from xylitol, which is uh, or erythritol rather, uh, which is uh, fairly safe for anything that ends in the tall xylitol or erythritol, malitol, um, any of those type of sugars. Some people do get some GI upset. Uh, and again, you just have to try it to see if you are one of those people. I'm good. You know, I'm able to use this and have no problems, but some people um, do react to it. But for this, you know, it even says here it's diabetic friendly. It tastes very similar to sugar. I don't get the aftertaste with this one uh, like I do with stevia. It is gluten free. It measures just like sugar. It bakes just like sugar. They actually do have like a brown sugar version and a confectionery sugar version of Swerve as well. Um, so another option that may be really good if you are trying to limit the amount of sugar that you're doing, but maybe you bake a lot or you know enjoy a sweet treat every now and again, that would be a safe bet for you. Um, monk fruit is another one. So that is actually an extract derived from dried fruit, but this one doesn't have any carbohydrates at all. It does not raise blood glucose levels. Safe for diabetics, promotes weight loss. It has anti-inflammatory properties. Um, and it is 150 to 250 times sweeter than table sugar. So again, just like the Swerve and the Stevia, a little bit goes a long way with these um, sweetener alternatives. Um, notice I do not have on here um, you know, things like um, the little pink and and yellows like Splenda and Sweet and Low and things like that that are on the tables at restaurants. All of those, you guys, yes, they are sugar alternatives, but they are chemicals. Um, they have got things in there that are known to cause cancer, okay? So none of the options that I've given you here today have any uh, ill effect on the body in the form of helping to manifest cancer or grow tumors. Splenda has aspartame that is known in a very small amount to create cancer cells in the body. So you want to get rid of that, ditch that one for sure. You want to switch over to either stevia or the swerve um, immediately, okay? Okay, real quick, moving on to butters and oils. So these are some good healthy swaps um, in place of, you know, some different butters and oils that are out there. So coconut oil is a great option um, to use for cooking. It is a little intense as far as the flavor goes. So if you cook in coconut oil, your food is going to taste like coconut. Okay, so um, I only use it for certain recipes that I know I would like that flavor to be in there, uh, but it is a, a good go-to for multiple reasons. It's good for the brain, those good omega-3s. It helps reduce inflammation in the body. It supports the heart, the kidneys, the immune system, your skin and hair. It actually is a cancer fighter, and it's really yummy. Um, some people will even just take like a teaspoon of it and they'll put it in their coffee every day just to get a little extra dose of some healthy fats and also help to move digestion along. If you tend to run a little constipated, sometimes coconut oil can help with that. Olive oil, always a great choice. You just have to be careful with the type that you're buying. So make sure that you're getting the first cold pressed um, oils. Make sure it says that somewhere on the bottle because of the fact that um, if it is heated, 
So that's what that means is first cold presses, it, it was not heated. Um, if it was a heated oil, it actually can become very rancid, uh, which is very inflammatory to the body, which is the opposite effect we're looking for when we're looking for omega-3s. We're looking for the omega-3s to help decrease inflammation, not increase it. So making that healthy swap is really important. The one that I really like is the California um, olive oil. That one actually, I have a, a client who has told me she works in the testing field of oils and that one really ranks high. Um, so that is a good one to use, California. Mashed avocado, that works really good in, in different desserts and baking. Um, there's actually avocado mousse that you can make with throwing some mashed avocado in a blender, a little bit of some type of the sweeteners that I mentioned here, some cacao, cacao powder, and a little bit of almond milk. Delicious, delicious mousse recipe that tastes phenomenal. I take that all the time to my... Um, different events that I go to, holidays, different things like that. And it's, it always uh, is a winner. <laughs> ghee. So ghee is G-H-E-E and it is a form of butter. It's a healthy fat. It's rich in vitamins, antioxidants, healthy fats. Um, and so this one does have um, the ability to help your body absorb, you know, vitamins and minerals. So cooking food or yeah, cooking your food and vegetables with ghee can actually help you absorb more nutrients. Um, also, most people with dairy issues can consume ghee without problems. Organic grass-fed butter. This happens to be more nutritious than regular butter, so you want to look for grass-fed. It's a great source of vitamin A, beta carotene, vitamin K2, CLA or conjugated linoleic acid, which decreases cancer and cardiovascular risk. Okay, so grass-fed organic butter, great option. You want to avoid things like um, canola oil, um, some of the things like safflower oil, just more inflammatory, um, less pure um, of an oil. Other healthy swaps, I'm just going to wrap us up by giving some, some good information on some of the other things that I just have in my house that I swap out for all the time. So cacao nibs, uh, you can find those at health food stores. I got some on Amazon actually in a nice little jar. Um, and you could, they're the roasted part of the cocoa beans that get ground down into chocolate. So they are actually, um, and it's, it's before the process begins that they add all the sugar. So they are a little more bitter, okay? They are lower glycemic, but they are a nice um, texture to add to like, if you make a Greek yogurt parfait type of thing and you add in like cacao and like raspberries and, and almonds and stuff, and maybe you just add a couple, you know, cacao nibs in there and uh, for a little bit of extra flavor and crunch, really yummy. Food coloring, have to be careful with the food coloring. Um, a lot of them are artificial dyes. They're made from petroleum. Uh, they, they contribute to a lot of issues, allergies, um, even, you know, cognitive issues with children. You see, you know, you always hear about the red dye, you know, that when they, they consume candy and things like that, that have that red dye, it makes them really hyper. There is some truth, you know, to that, to that, that the food colorings do, you know, really 
wreak havoc on the body and the brain. So natural vegetable colorants would be things like um, beets, spirulina would be your green, turmeric would be your yellow, um, beets would be the red. So they, they don't have chemicals in there that are linked to all these issues, including breast cancer. There's also, you can get like a set of natural um, veg or, um, food coloring and it's like made from vegetables. Uh, and this India Tree Nature's Colors is the brand uh, that we know of. In place of sour cream or mayonnaise, Greek yogurt, plain Greek yogurt is a great um, uh, swap for that. So just a little bit of lemon juice, some herbs, and they turn the Greek yogurt into a really yummy uh, sandwich spread or vegetable dip. Um, you could, you know, you even like, um, like chicken salad or egg salad and stuff. There's recipes that use Greek yogurt instead of the mayo. Uh, pureed fruit instead of syrup. So, you know, you lose a lot of the processed sugar. You know, like I said, the, the syrups that most people have in their homes, they've got a lot of chemicals and, and yuck, yucky stuff in there. So swapping it out for like a pureed fruit would be a great option. Doing things like pureed raspberries, blueberries, strawberries warmed on the stove, and then you pour it over, you know, your almond flour pancakes or, or waffles, and there you go. You've got a nice low glycemic healthy, you know, full of delicious, healthy fats and protein meal to get you started. This is a new one that I learned as recently, and I'm definitely going to be switching over to this, is using coconut milk for heavy whipping cream. Didn't even think to do that. So great substitution, um, heavy cream, whenever I've needed it in some recipes that I've made, I always am like begrudgingly buying it because I flip it over and look and I'm like, man, there's just, there's carrageenan in here and there's, you know, a couple other ingredients I don't love, but there's no other option available and I need it for this recipe. Now I know I can use this coconut milk. So see, I learned things too, even when I'm doing these videos. It's not sweet, the coconut milk's not sweet. Um, so that also is, is something that's good because again, then you don't get that sweetness added to the recipe. Sometimes you're not looking for that. Black rice in place of brown and white rice. It's a little bit of a less popular option. A lot of people don't realize it even exists. Uh, it is loaded with health benefits, things like antioxidants, fiber, iron. It's got more protein than any other rice out there, and it's pretty good. I've had it before. Um, the one thing to know also is that most brown and white rices have arsenic in there. It's not going to be a listed ingredient. It's just a part of what's happening when they when they crop the rice, um, when it's you know, created, it pulls from the grounds, um, depending on where they grow it and how they manufacture it. Uh, this, you don't, you don't have this arsenic level come with the black rice. Steamed cauliflower in place of rice is also a good option. And that is um, one thing that is, you know, going to be a lot lower carb. So obviously the black rice is still going to contain some carbohydrates. The cauliflower doesn't. Um, this is going to have, uh, you know, way less of a, a glycemic effect as well as you're getting a nice dose of veggies. So that's awesome. Nutritional yeast. I have that on hand too. So nutritional yeast in place of like a Parmesan cheese. 
Okay, so this is a favorite in the vegan and vegetarian community. It's got sort of like a nutty, cheesy flavor. Um, this substitution does have some protein. It's low in fat. You can use it on salads, tacos, pastas, you know, uh, anything else that needs like that little bit of like the cheese added on top of it. Uh, really, really good substitution. Check out your cabinets. What can you swap? What can you, you know, do that's healthier? And if you're making recipes, and, and trying to find you know better choices, this may be really, really helpful to reduce your sugar, reduce the chemicals that are you know you're ingesting, and lower your carbohydrate intake. I hope that you learn some really great swaps for your cooking and baking this year. All right, you guys, take care. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Forum Health Podcast. Forum Health is the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers. To learn more about this topic and to find a Forum Health provider near you, visit forumhealth.com.